0: Let's get ready to rumble! (laughs) All right. Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that is slowly, slowly getting back to full strength slowly we are getting there guys my name is Tosin, and i am the host of the show and what we're doing this show is that every week we go to the cinema we watch a couple of things we stay at home we watch a couple of things we rate them all out of five and we say where has the money been better spent this week who is winning the battle for our eyeballs is it netflix or is it cinema now joining me um, as always on from the isle of wight is sharon bollen hello there yes sharon is our resident animation hater but if something used to be a book she will 100 percent watch it and watch Sean it. Harris, <laughs> hello. And Sean, I don't really think Sean has any prejudices. I don't think he has any cinematic or viewing prejudices. As long as it doesn't have Stanley Tucci in it, if it has Stanley <laughs> Tucci in it, get the hell out. I'm not, actually, I think he would still watch it. He would just complain the whole way. Isn't that right, yeah.
1: Sean? <laughs> <laughs> something, something along them lines.
0: Yeah. yeah Oh, I god yeah. Cool. yeah. So this week, I mean, as I said, it's been a while since we've actually had three people. Uh, like we we've been a bit sporadic over the last couple of weeks yeah. due to due to newfound fatherhood, and um and actually that's been the main reason. <laughs> that's been the main reason. <laughs> like we, we're just going to do what i have finding recently. I found myself doing recently, and just blame the kid. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> and life happens. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's like where's my phone? The kid. I can't find my car keys. The kid. Someone stole the car. Must be the kid. How old are they? <laughs> what, three and nine weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but they must be there. That'll must do there. it. <laughs> <laughs> must be there. All right. But, so, yeah, so we're back. We have about three people. And we actually have like a full complement, even maybe more than a full complement of films in the cinema this week. Because the cinema has been cinema has been dealt dirty by our hands. I mean, recently we have not been seeing that much of the cinema. So, can you just, let's kick off with um, Sharon. You're the first one to tell me. Sharon, tell me, what have you been seeing in the cinema this week?
2: I, have seen, well, I saw one two weeks ago. I saw two weeks ago, I saw Hung- The Hunger Games Field, The Ballad okay. of Snakes, Songbirds and Snakes. Yep. Uh, so I saw that at the cinema and I also saw Napoleon.
0: Napoleon, alright. And Sean, what have you seen in the cinema? Yeah,
1: so I've seen Napoleon, Saltburn and Thanksgiving. Uh, Saltburn, Thanksgiving. Quite three
2: quite different films.
1: <laughs> yeah, three quite different films. To- totally different, yeah. An eclectic mix, as I say.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. And uh, so that's you've seen that...
1: you have seen Saltburn then, Sharon.
0: No. Ooh. Yeah, you see now the thing is like, I I would have gone to the cinema and I would have seen at least one of these, but guess what? The kid. I'm playing with the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um all right, cool. So we have we have those for uh, okay, how about at home? Sharon, I don't think you've seen anything at home. No,
2: I've only seen RA. Uh, of virgin river season five and to be honest oh, with you God. i don't think that really qualifies for our list our listenership <laughs> as I, one that they need
0: to. i don't understand you know okay this is a netflix thing and netflix do this quite often don't they where they go this is season one part a of 12 mm-hmm. you're like what does that mean
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess so the second a... drop of virgin river season five is actually from today So um, I don't know how many episodes they've released from today, but the second half of the season is out.
0: Okay, All right, cool. So that's that's Virgin River. So we will leave that for a later date when we figure out exactly if that constitutes a whole season or not. And um, due to our rule that if you're going to bring something from TV to go up against something from cinema, you have to have seen the whole season or series because then that's the full story. Right, Sean, how about you? What are you saying?
1: Okay, well, I've seen Gen V, which takes part in the Boys universe. Yes, and and I've, I've had the apples—that six-month Apple subscription with Barclays for the thing—and oh, I haven't yeah? watched anything except I've started to watch Monarch. I've started, but there's only it's only like been three episodes. So. Oh,
0: Monarch: Legacy of Monsters.
1: Yeah, so so um, so, but I've only seen That's three hard of hard those, hard. but I have seen all of Gen V. Okay, from Amazon.
0: All right. all right, cool. So we could either have a bumper show, but I know Sean, you're waiting for a phone call. So I I'm am, thinking yeah. that we we move one of these films till next week. Next week, yeah. Yeah. So okay, let's well, see. What do, uh, I think, okay, Napoleon is the big one. We have to talk about that. Yeah. Saltburn, Saltburn. I think, and uh, I think Napoleon and Hunger Games are the big ones. So is it the Saltburn or Thanksgiving, yeah. Sean? Which one do you reckon? Okay,
1: let's go Saltburn. Although Saltburn I could, uh, Charon, are you going to get a chance to see that if it's still on? Because I'd love you to see that.
2: Um. I totally would, but I
0: don't know. This
1: it depends. This week. I'll, oh, I'll have to look okay. at my. Skin. Well, I'll go Saltburn, and then I'll go
0: Saltburn, and then we can have feedback on that. Okay, cool. So I'll move that. Yeah. And uh, so I, uh, I have seen nothing that cinemas I said, kid. And um, now at, on Netflix and Friends, I have seen Gen V, I have seen Bodies, and I have oh. seen the second season of a show called My Dad, the Bounty Hunter. Ooh. Which I've never heard which... of that. I think I reviewed the first season, but, but okay. Oh, okay, okay, oh Sharon, this is why you have forgotten about it. It is animated.
2: Oh, that's it. I just got that from my mind. <laughs> that,
0: that, that's, that's, why, that's why I just, nah, nah. <laughs> it's like, get thee behind me. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. So, um, and all right just before we go on if you guys would let me let me have uh okay three minutes three minutes something like that so every now and then on this show i keep thinking you know we call ourselves netflix versus cinema and sometimes i wonder is that does that title actually mean anything because we just love watching things anywhere i mean we do have a soft spot for (laughs) cinema but i saw a film i started watching a film that was raved about when it came out at the Cannes film festival it was raved about by critics when it came out in cinemas and i started watching it and i was and i was like oh my god this is a philosophical Netflix versus cinema point, po- uh, po- uh, point because this is a film that I think is created to be watched at the cinema. It is created to, not, to be watched when you do not have a pause button or any choice over what else you're going to do. I think it's almost created for a festival crowd, then maybe for those who pay, and then at home I'm not sure it's really going to do well. And it's a film which I think Sean might have watched called Tatane. I don't think so. All right, cool. Sharon, did you see it?
2: No, it doesn't ring a
0: bell. All yeah. right, cool. I, okay, so this film, right, it's t- it's it's a French movie. It's a French movie. And as I said, it was raved about when it came out in the cinemas. And it kicks off and you're like, it's it kicks off with a girl in the back of a seat in the backseat of a car with her dad driving and the girls being a bit boisterous and everything like that. And her dad's trying to get her to sort of calm down. And then she starts playing with her seatbelt and takes it off and her dad turns around to tell her to put the seatbelt back on. Then the car crashes. The next thing you see is her having a metal plate being put in her head in, the, in a hospital. Then it jumps to when she's a grown-up. She's at a car show. And you know at these car shows, he's one of these dancers that dances on a car. That's all sort of like dances on the car and everything like that. She obviously has like a following and everything like that. Then this guy follows her and he you know, follows her a little bit aggressively saying, can I have your autograph? Can I get your autograph? So she gives him the autograph. He sort of like pushes himself on her. And then she kills him. <laughs> that's, the the wow. yeah, yeah, that's, that's the opening of the film. Yeah, that's the opening of the film. But then, for the next 20 minutes, there is just an awful lot of what the hell is going on that is happening here. (laughs) And and I'm watching it, and I'm watching it going, what the... Uh, Everybody's raving about this film, and everyone raved about this film. And I was sitting out here thinking, I have a pause button, I have things to do, I have kids to look after, I have other stuff I could do. And I don't think I'm going to hang around long enough to figure out what okay that's the weird thing that zoom has just done it's like it's like and i was like i don't think i'm going to hang around long enough to figure out what it is that this film is doing and where it is this film is going because it does that for the it does there's a whole bunch of what the hell is going on for the first 20 minutes then it changes tact and seems to go off to another direction without ever explaining what was happening in the first <laughs> 20 minutes and i was thinking if you're in a cinema if you're at a festival screening if you've paid your money you, you probably go well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it out. I'm gonna figure what the heck is going on here. But if you're at home, you're not. I don't. This film could never. I don't think could ever have been made as a Netflix film or an Amazon Prime film or an Apple film because people would just be yeah. like, "There is no way I'm waiting for this. There's no one waiting around for this." So it's one of these little wrinkles I found that oh yeah, there is still a difference between Netflix and cinema because in cinema, people you're you're almost kind of like you're at the mercy of the people who are telling you the story. Whereas at home, you're in charge. And. And I just, I just thought, I'll, I just thought I'll say that. So, if anybody who sees, who's seen it, because I started watching it, I'm still about half an hour in, and I haven't really gone back to it yet. Because I'm sure there will be things that will be critic worthy. But my God, was someone, will please just explain to me what is going on. <laughs> and whew, yeah, I just had to get that off my chest with you guys. So now, let's talk Napoleon.
1: <laughs> okay, Napoleon. So <laughs> let's talk Napoleon. So, this is going to be, this is going to be an interesting one. Who do you want to go first? To Sharon? Yeah.
2: Okay, I'll I'll take us off then. This is a Ridley Scott film starring Joaquin Phoenix as the titular character, Napoleon Bonaparte. And this is Napoleon's life from French Revolution to exile on Saint Helena, where he dies. Mm. And you start off, you see him as a young um, corporal in the artillery, French artillery, the revolution is going around them. At the beginning of the film, we see Marie Antoinette go to the guillotine and then we see the chaos of the terror. And out of that chaos and that sort of anarchy, um, a new order arose through in France. And this young military officer, this young artillery officer, uh, basically made a name for himself and a reputation for himself. And he rose from obscurity to becoming one of the three councils of France, to becoming the first consul of France, to becoming Emperor and as we in Britain would call him, Emperor and Tyrant. Mm. And you see this through the prism of his relationship with his first wife, Josephine, as in Not Tonight, Josephine. Yep. <laughs> so I don't think he, he never actually says that in this film, which I think was disappointing. Um but he <laughs> didn't. <laughs> and you see there the, the chaos of their their marriage and his desire to have an heir. And you see him meet his Waterloo um and then be exiled. So this is the sort of the framework upon the story it's built. And it is a two and a half hour film. So it basically it sort of rockets through his career. It's at the end they have this sort of this weird thing at the end where he's fought 60 battles. but well, we only actually see three. So yeah. you have to sort of guess the rest. But it's basically this story is all framed around his relationship with his first wife. And uh, so that's that's the, the sort of the bare bones of the story. So Breaking that all down, it all—it's all about um, as a viewer how you respond to um, the, the, the Napoleon, how he's portrayed, and then to Josephine, and then all this sort of the various characters who come and go in his life. And for me, this is not the Napoleon that I've ever read about. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think one thing about Napoleon is that you don't underestimate Napoleon. That even though I'm a, a huge fan of Wellington, and I've got sort of six books I can put my hands on about Wellington within arm's reach of me while I sit here, I'm a huge fan of Wellington. And I've always regarded Napoleon as being slightly over, over-adored. But, and I think he hasn't always justified it because you know, his military tactics weren't that great, really. He did the same thing. He got into a pattern and then he's followed the same sort of technique over and over again. He had he had the sort of tricks that he would produce. And so he was regarded as being a genius early on, but that genius seemed to settle down into complacency. And so, and he lost. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, the, anyway, but I the, found
1: that- Go on. sorry, no, go I on just, Sharon.
2: I'll get off my chest then. But yeah. Yeah, I found that even though I'm not a fan of Napoleon, I'm aware that he had, had charisma, he had charm, he had that personality that drew people to him. He wasn't a peasant, he was a son of nobility, and he was educated, and he was very well educated. Yeah. But you wouldn't know that from this one. And I thought his relationship with Josephine, I got the feeling he was almost like best in places I thought, this is not a charming, charismatic man. He, we know that he had various lovers. I mean, I know he had various illegitimate children. Um, and that he But he came across as being quite clumsy, quite crude. Um, and there's some scenes that were just excruciating. I went not see it with his friend. We? we were just like, you know, oh, he's yeah. not that. <laughs> Just stop that right now. (laughs) And so, for me, I found that it it didn't work for me as in terms of how he was portrayed. So, I'm thinking, even though, you know, the opponent was, even though he wasn't physically, you know, imposing, he did have that charisma. And often, people with a lot of charisma are not people who have the looks or their stature, but there's something about them. They have that something. And I thought that what I saw on the screen was not that man. And whatever the heck that was at the end of the film, that was not the Battle of Waterloo.
1: I was, I was just was going to come in and say that match. was World War One. I've never seen trenches. I've never seen trench. Oh right, there might have been redoubts at Borodino, but there was no trenches at Waterloo. Trench he went there. to the, the rear of the hill, but and it was yeah. like they they were in trenches. I mean, come on, it's not, it wasn't the First okay. World War. I was uh, going uh, on to uh, my
2: friends. I say but and um, I would just say there's one thing, but one, one, one. That, and I'll, I'll hand over to Sean. Sean is that um, if you know nothing about military history. You do know, but most people can work it out, that you don't send your infantry in first. You always start a major battle. And in this day and age, in the days of, well, in any battle, going back through the centuries, you always start with your artillery. Or, or before artillery, it was like your archers. And then you now send in your cavalry, and then you send in your infantry. You never, ever start with your infantry, because they're the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So you well, want to pick up...
1: There's been a few battles in time, where, but, yeah, no, the, the artillery bombardment... Okay. Please, right. for, 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 I think yeah anyway for, for, for,
0: it, for anybody think. for anybody listening to us for the first time just so in case you haven't already picked it up Sean you do not come and mess around with your war movies with Sean and Sharon you do not come along and have the wrong belt buckle with your with your short And the which, biggest which, thing
2: for me right. was about the Waterloo was the fact that they had the French attacking in line they did the attack. The, the French attacked in column, which is one of yeah, the yeah. big Most thing of, uh, about yeah. Napoleon. In uh, yeah. certainly Waterloo, certainly his his big well, battles. Well, that's he what I say. They come
1: France. out of the trenches. They come out of the trenches in a line. It wasn't like that. It was just so it was columns against line. Um, yeah.
2: So yeah, so so. To me, I didn't like it. I know that Ridley Scott is dismissive of people who argue about the 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 historical sort of accuracy because says, well, were you there? It's like, well, no, I wasn't there. But a lot of people were there, and they wrote good accounts of it. So yeah. it is fair but to say that right we do know right. how these battles were conducted, and that but was what? not what we saw on the screen. But, but so, the uniforms,
1: mean... the uniforms were... <laughs> we're onto okay, the except, buckles. except for the Russian Hussars, which during that period, they, they didn't have the pigtails down like that. But apart from that, that was... The, that was... That was yeah, yeah. The, the uniforms could, were spot on
2: oh so oh, visually it was stunning visually <laughs> i think even all the clothes that Napoleon was wearing you could point it to a, you can identify it from certain portraits that are saying yes that is that that portrait yes that is the horseback portrait yes I, that is that i so don't you know throughout.
1: sharon i don't know if you thought but i think it's ridley scott trying to be stanley kubrick and be like a barry linden with those big, bit set pieces. Too many flags, too many flags. But, um...
2: yeah. <laughs> but no, so I found it disappointing and I found that like, it didn't engage me. But then I'm going to let Shawnee come in with your opinions. Tosin, but you wanted to have a question. Did you have a question just now? I
0: don't think it was a question. I think I was just going to back up something that you were saying about Ridley Scott. I think he's gotten to the, I don't give a... Whatever period of his career, <laughs> where there, yeah. there are certain things where I think I think Ridley like Scott cares more about the probably he cares more about the spectacle than the accuracy. And and when you said that yeah. about him, sort of like you know, saying that people complain about it too much. I feel like that's very much really Scott's thing. He's like, no, I want it to be big, and I want it to be ah, and I don't care. If, no, I didn't. I did, columns versus lines didn't didn't look spectacular enough. Or that kind of stuff. But anyway, Sean, sure, carry on.
1: Okay, so I I could sum this up really, really quick. I think it was Kubrick's attempt at trying to be Barry Lyndon. Too many set delicious pieces. Too many flags. Um, I would have called it... I would have called it Pride and Prejudice and in brackets Josephine or Josephine Pride and Prejudice. It was dull, tedious, boring. I thought it was absolutely... I I, I, I agree with Sharon on this. I really, really hated it. I think Joachim, worst performance I've ever seen him. He had about Mm -hmm. two emotions... Like one Phoenix, when yeah. he saw Josephine, like Sharon was saying, with the doing silly stuff, and then yeah. So so as I said, it's um. I mean, the uniforms were pretty. The uniforms were nice.
2: Look
1: good. The uniforms were good, but um, as we say, that's I didn't even think the battle scenes were particularly good, and I don't think he ever charged with the cavalry, even even in um Austerlitz that first one. So what did you have? You had Austerlitz.
2: Oh yeah, that you had that beginning. I and mean, again, they had it across the, the frozen lake. But yeah. I thought that was just like historical sort of rumor that it wasn't actually a lake where they thousands drowned. It was fishing no, ponds. It was. It was. was the cab, it
1: was a very very snowy, misty day, and he sort of countercharged through the snow. He sort of yeah. lured them in.
0: So, yeah, but, but yeah, was yeah, he just supposed...
2: weakened his flank and let them they drew them in, and then he sort of. you see, you see, that's the thing. Frozen on, yeah, lake
0: but. cinematic. Fishing ponds. Ugh. So, guess where Ridley's gonna go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I just had, like, found thousands it really, of really It's dull. like
2: they didn't. Uh, but need yeah, the fact that Houseleeks was just not that was. But again, none of the battles to me were, were spoke Napoleon at war at all. I no, thought no, no, this is not the way the, the battles were conducted. Okay,
0: so with your expertise, I need to ask you something. There is a scene in this that was spoken about in the trailers where he fires cannons at the pyramids in Egypt.
2: Yeah, it's just nonsense, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, cool, cool, good stuff. Good stuff. I does, he, yeah,
2: you do see him like, and then sort of rubble showering down from the pyramid. It's like, well, forgive me for sort of pointing this out, but the pyramids are still there and they don't have <laughs> big cannon holes in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, true.
0: cool. Hey, was it, what did you
1: think of Joachim's performance, yeah? yeah, totally, totally, totally. Like, I just found it really dull. I really did find it boring. I mean, yeah, that's, I suppose the first, what was the first battle? Toulon, wasn't it? The first oh, battle yeah. was was okay. And so it was Toulon, Austerlitz, tiny little bit of Egypt, and then Waterloo, which was... Waterloo Or, well. um...
2: or no resemblance to Waterloo.
1: Yeah. But it's much better to watch a Christopher Plummer, Rod Steiger movie, eh?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Go back
1: to that. Back to that. That's, now, that's Napoleonic for it. All right,
2: but, cool. yeah, he was eloquent, and he was educated. He did some things that we still do today like the calendar and about there's things that he he did that you would have no idea from this film that he was a man, yeah. anything other than just a let's just get me cannons out and far away well, in, every... it, okay.
0: in, in in a, he, a weird way from in a, in a in a weird way, reading between the lines Sharon it sounds a- bit, a little bit like you know you said earlier that you thought napoleon is um over adored it sounds yeah. as if this is really Scott going. I'm going to bring this guy down a peg or two. He was, he was not that great, but you think he's gone too far.
2: Yeah, I think so. And I've see, I read, I don't need to read any reviews or see the trailers before I watch a film, generally, um, just because I want to sort of go to it without any preconceived ideas, or I don't want to be steered into. Oh, look at this bit. But I did yeah. see, I think, one trailer before this, and um, afterwards I read one of the reviews, and I know that the French hated it because they thought it was very <laughs> pro-British. But when I watched it, I didn't think it was very pro-British at all. I thought it was um, just weakly done. And there's a scene with the Wellington. And again, the way Wellington was portrayed in this was just to me was just absolutely dire. I just think it was Rupert Everett (laughs) hamming it up. And I thought that in no way resembled the Duke of Wellington. Some of the things he said, I just thought he was not a buffoon. And he was this this, buffoonish man on the screen. I thought that is not the Duke of Wellington
0: yeah all right okay cool so how many stars would you give it
2: i'd give it a
1: two to be kind i concur i concur (laughs) i'll give it a two to be kind and that is being kind so i just like
0: two to be kind so so really really good really really good costumes but the historical inaccuracies you cannot be having that. And it's dull. That.
1: I, I found it dull. I, you, you I really, dull and really struggled with it. Really you, struggled
0: with it. You, and you, you, you didn't like Joaquin Phoenix, promises, no, it's, no, performance? No, he's rubbish. Awful. Worst and performance too, I've to, seen.
2: To be honest with you, I think he was too old. At the beginning, he never looked anything other than a middle-aged man. Okay, Even and, when and, he was supposed to be a man in his 20s. He okay, was a middle-aged now, man.
0: And Sharon, now you are getting onto, you're getting onto one of the reasons why I don't want to watch this film. So, yeah. so, um, Somebody pointed out when they... Because Vanessa... You guys haven't mentioned what Venice Kirby is like, before. for what Sean so as says... As
2: Josephine. Yeah, because yeah. again, Josephine, the real Josephine, was older than Napoleon.
0: There well, we are... in this film.
2: She clearly is not older than in this
0: film. There we are. I, I, that was the thing. When when I found out, when somebody pointed out that the real um, Josephine was older than Napoleon, and I heard that they cast Vanessa Kirby to play her, I was like, oh, no. This is Hollywood doing what Hollywood does. Because if she was older i think that that's actually quite interesting and i think that that's that there's some there's something you can do there make the their relationship
2: that... make more sense because in well, this it was... film it made no sense and yeah. you get the feeling from this film that she couldn't stand him because all yeah. the body language whenever he came anywhere near her you got the feeling she was just like leaning away and she'd be like oh for goodness sake you think and i said to i went to sit with my friend Gemma, and i said to him you know she in, that, in this film, she couldn't stand him. She couldn't bear him yeah. to be anywhere near her, which is why she had all these lovers. But um, you think, no, actually, when you read their letters, you think, no, they had a, they did have a passionate connection. They didn't regard sort of marital faithfulness to be important because both of them were unfaithful. But yeah. they still absolutely were for each other. Yeah. And I thought you didn't get any of that sense of that passion of that sort of, you know, that intensity of this relationship. He was needy. She was careless and a little bit. You know, slutty, and uh, so it was just like I thought. No, I'm not, I'm not buying this relationship.
0: Yeah, I i think that the the second they said that they were going to make, because Vanessa Kirby, I love, I think she's a brilliant actress, but like the second they said that they were going to have um uh, a Josephine who was obviously younger than the Napoleon, when in in actual fact it was the other way around, I just thought I don't think I'm going to like this film. And with the one film I get to see of, for a week, it's not going to be this. So two stars <laughs> for Napoleon. <laughs> let's do this for Napoleon. Thank you very much. We shall move on. And, okay, let's see. Uh, now we're going to Amazon Prime. And this is Gen V. Sean oh, Gen v. Sh- sh- I saw Gen V. So um, I'm, going to just give a, I'm, Sean, I'm going to give a quick prezi of this and then I'm going to yeah, wind I, you up.
1: I, I like that because I just, I'm, I'm all emotion. You guys are logic. I'm just like emotion. <laughs>
0: yeah, then that, that, that I'll wind you up and let you go. I'll wind you up and let you go. All right. So The Boys was a TV show that started on um, Amazon probably about three, four years ago. It's based on a comic book series. And the whole idea about it is that this is a world that has superheroes. You have superheroes. They exist but they are kind of like actual, they're like, almost like celebrities, where everybody's like, oh my God, Soldier Boy, oh my God, Homelander, and all that sort of stuff. And, but you have the boys, who wh- is like an underhand version of the CIA, whose, point, whose thing is to keep, the ce- to keep the superheroes in line. Because in this world, the superheroes are not the magnanimous people who stop buses and save kids and rescue kittens out of trees. The superheroes are the worst kind of celebrity that you can have. Because if you have these people, and you give them so much duration and you give them so much power, what are they are going to be? They're going to be monsters. And so the boys keep them in line. Gen V is a spin-off of the boys, where it's set at a place called Godolkin University, which is called, referred to as God U. For those of you who've read the comics, you know that Godolkin was essentially, he's the version of Charles Xavier. He's, 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 Godolkin in the comics is obviously based on Charles Xavier. has this school where he has all these people where, because it's the boys, some nefarious, horrible stuff goes on. And in this university, this is where the superheroes of tomorrow or the PR that is spun by Vought, the main companies. This is where the superheroes of tomorrow are trained. This is where the superheroes of tomorrow are are trained to become like, you know, whether the media personalities or the world savings and hopefully make it into the seven, which is their version of the Justice League. And you, uh, you focus on Mary Moreau, who is an orphan. And as things happen in the boys, when she first when she discovered her powers, it ended up being a tragedy. Her parents got killed because she discovered her powers. And she, her, powers, her powers are bloodbending. So essentially, she can cut herself, blood comes out of her hands, and when the blood comes out, she can make the blood into different shapes and make it do different things. And um, she gets accepted into God- Godolkin University, which is her only way out of, of being an orphan and being in the system. And she's like, yes, this is my one chance I'm going to do it. She gets to Godolkin University, then things happen. And then that's where the, tr- that's where the plot kicks off and you start realizing that, as this is the voice, things might not be what they seem. This university might not just be the wonderful, magnanimous place where you train the upstanding citizens of tomorrow. Sean, I'll, I'll send it off to you now. You will. Okay. Okay. Cheers. So yeah.
1: Okay. My opinions in this film. So, you've got the college. You've got you've got lots and lots of different powers. You know, yep. some yep. some powers, and you you have controversial. There's controversial moments in this where they try to be outrageous like they, they were in the boys especially should we say with the with the little i think her name's atom or, or what's her name no, no, no,
0: little... uh, oh drop well, the uh, little Oh, the one when she finds them i can't remember well her name's Emma, yeah, but captain. anyway you know so what i mean yeah. so the one that can that's got bulimia that has the L- little to... wicked so so essentially uh, 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 yeah this, yeah yeah so uh, this is this is an example it is <laughs> it's an example of the way things happen in the world of the boys so in the in DC world or Marvel world, you have Atman or you have the Atom and they shrink down to small size and they can go there and it's all well and good and everything like that. But in the boys, they have a character who does mm. this, but the way she grows small is by throwing up and by yeah. making herself throw up. Little Wicket, that's what I call it. Little, Little Wicket. Wicket, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, they, she, by making herself throw up and so, because of this, she has like a YouTube show where she does things where she like fights a hamster. She goes down to the like, she fights a hamster and all that kind of stuff. And people, and then you have all these people who have fetishes who want to come mm. because she's small. And they say, "Oh, could you do this because you're small?" And like, and it, yeah, and it, it's it, because yeah. it's the boys. Things are going to get sexual. Things are going to get yeah. weird. Things are going to get. Ugh. Yeah, yeah,
1: that was that <laughs> was. Uh, you, you know the bit I'm talking about, toes. I, I didn't the, think I know it it was, Exactly, I didn't the think bit it was, was particularly. About. It wasn't particularly, I didn't think it was particularly necessary, but it probably probably was for maybe the teenage and angst thing that, you know, wanting to be like...
0: Nothing in the world of the boys is necessary. (laughs) No, that's true. That's a
1: good point. I'm sorry. I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I
1: found this like, um, uh, just, I don't know, I found i struggled with it toast i struggled with it the mm-hmm. first two sort of had me intrigued i thought well yep. oh, where's this going and then they had the thing with with the you know the forest where or, or the woods or, the or whatever woods. Yeah, the the woods, yeah. yeah 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 and to me it was it was totally aimed at teenagers i think because because it was all teenage angst and their problems and self-esteem and, yeah, it and is, yeah and it was very much very much that um that way inclined um and I thought I mean hope homelander makes an appearance in the, and I just don't know how people could have survived home at home homelander in the, <laughs> you know I'm like really really after after doing that you you managed to you know well, anyway anyway you know the bit I mean
0: I know I know I the know. exact bit I know the exact bit you mean and the bit you're talking about is almost kind of like a it's 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 the comeback it's be- because this is set in the world of the boys and there's people who who sort of ask like couldn't this storyline actually just have been in the boys yeah, because yeah. there is there is a I think there's a storyline in the comics that this takes inspiration from where Huey goes to the Godolkin people and everything like that tries to infiltrate them and all that And that, uh, uh, but I actually think that exactly what you said about it skewing younger because it's with university students and going with their different things and somebody trying to Sort of work their way out of the gutter, and somebody mm. uh, I think that that gives this show a purpose or a reason to exist. Because if this was just like you know, the boys again, I think it would have been dumb. But I think it, it has actually very effectively gone off on its own and gone mm. off of its own branch to say this is a different corner of the universe that's happening while all this other stuff is happening. And it makes sense that this stuff will be happening, as you said. Homelander and all this stuff would not even care about this. Corner. No, you know, no, no, they wouldn't. They it's, wouldn't it's significant, even. it's significant. Hmm. They don't care about the fact that <laughs> um, that, uh, that one character is falling in love with another character who is a boy, but sometimes a girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is like, so, and, and, it's, and I, I actually think that there's some clever things. Like in the way, it's the way in the boys, the boys is, it is this weird mix of clever satire with absolute gross out nonsense. It is this, so it's the fact that it is a satire on Marvel and DC and the entertainment industry as it is at the moment, as it is about corporations, as it is about the way people write comic books. There's many different layers to it. And uh, there's there's, there's things like, um, uh, there's one, the first big fight in the show, where they have, there's a character called Jordan, and Jordan is the one who, essentially, Jordan's power is shape-shifting, but shape-shifting between a boy and a girl. So it, it, it shapes but, but when when they're male, they have one set of powers. When they're female, they have a different set of powers. And there's this fight scene that they have with, did you notice, Sean, that, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger's son? It's I didn't
1: golden, know, I didn't know.
0: Golden Boy is Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Golden's
1: really? Really? Gold, looked,
0: go- he doesn't look, you, you would not <laughs> fight him. I mean, yeah, I but, didn't look go- at that. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. Go- golden Boy, Golden Boy is Patrick Schwarzenegger, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger's son. And so when she's fighting with him, there's this scene for where, where, where she keeps switching, she keeps switching, well into a woman then into a man, and the, and the way they do it, it's, it I think it makes sense because it's of the different powers. One of them has super strength. One of them is impervious. So mm-hmm. it's like, so even though you have super strength, if she gets punched, might die. but <laughs> but if you switch and you get punched. You you won't die, but you won't have the super strength. So I actually thought that was quite clever the way they did it. And they're making a comment in there about gender identity and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah It's very so, much,
1: very much. So like yeah,
0: that. so uh, so th- there's things that are like you know they're making a comment about about eating disorders with um, little wickets. Yeah. Li- little wicked the, wicket. the, the fact that Marie Moreau's pa- powers are a little bit gross because it's blood and it's <laughs> it's moving blood around and hitting yeah, people yeah, yeah. with blood. It's kind of like you know it's kind of it's unsanitary. So. I've... If you could
1: yeah. have any one of the powers, which one would you have? I'd like Ooh.
0: the one that the I, 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 the one I'd
1: like to be the girl where you oh know, yes she's, yes I'd yes, just yes. love Maddie. that that would that Maddie. would be so cool.
0: But yeah. Yeah. yeah, she 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 essentially she's like a clairvoyant, but she can make people do stuff. She still yeah, touches yeah, yeah. people and says, "Do this," they do it, so, and, and they, so, they do some
1: grossy stuff.
0: Oh, they, they, oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, they, they do they do gross stuff. So uh, <laughs> uh, so with this, I think if you're a fan of the boys, I think you will like this. I think you'll like this it has it's kind of it but if somebody told you the boys go to uni it's like if you mixed the boys with animal house (laughs) then you kind of get an idea of what this show is what this show is like i think that the storyline was done quite well there's always a conspiracy because you know Mm -hmm. it's good and i think that it's actually unfolded quite well like they the way they explain the conspiracy, what's happening, there's a really key point because I've read I've read all of the comics and there's oh, right. the Okay, I'm not i not with the yeah, comics so. Yeah, and, and so so there's 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 a thing in the comics where I always wondered how are they going to bring this in, and they bring it in using using Gen V, which I thought was actually very clever. Which is um it, it has to do with what they're doing in the woods, and I I liked it I liked it I thought it was all right I thought it managed to make it make a point for this show should exist apart from the boys. Um, even though it's in the same world and i would give it a three out of five uh, i i really quite liked it yeah
1: yeah I I, I I was intrigued to start with and i thought um yeah i mean i didn't hate it don't get me wrong but i didn't yeah. like it as much as the boys i didn't think it was but it would probably appeal to young adults i would think because it had all the all the you know the, the insecurities that they have um but yeah, I mean, I give it a three star. I give it a three star. As I yeah. say, I did a couple of episodes. I found, you know, I thought, oh, come on, come on, something happened, something happened. But,
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. There, are, there are a couple of where you're like, okay, would you do that? There's some performances in this that I do not like, like yeah. the the um. You talk about people having two expressions on their face. There's the the character who plays polarity, the younger polarity with the magnetic powers, and yeah, I. I do not like his performance. <laughs> no. I feel like it is too it is too face facial looks and nah, but never mind. But let's let's move back to cinema. Let's move back to cinema and cinema. Uh we're gonna talk saltburn. Saltburn, so short... okay,
1: okay. Well I, this phone call hasn't come. I do hope it's gonna gonna, gonna come. So this getting on. But anyway, um, yeah, saltburn. So this is uh this was one I went into. I didn't really know much about it. Um Apart from trail. and basically, it starts off Oxford University as a a, a chap that's won a scholarship, like quite a um, a, a chap that's, that's won a scholarship. You know, he's not he's not in the same class as 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 your the rest Os- the, as Oxford the rest of the other Oxford Oxford people that go there. And anyway, so a, there's a couple of incidents, and he makes friends with, or he looks and he sees this this you know uh, well-to-do person that he really really likes and uh, so there's some incidents that happen and he ends up this this person that's the the well-off person says oh look you know what you're doing he says oh well gives a sob story about his parents and stuff and he says, well why don't you you can come to saltburn come to my house and stay there and it's really so they go to this 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 uh, house they go to a big stately home he turns up there and there's there's some there's some great characters so you've got like this <laughs> mum and dad and uh uh, like a daughter and he turns up and these characters are typical two-faced really well-off toffs that are like they've got a friend there and they're going like you know oh you can stay as long as you like you're more than welcome to stay you know what i mean but you know if you have got this opportunity do you know what i mean it's like all falseness and all Yeah, yeah yeah and and anyway this this Scholarship lad, he endears himself to the family and he, he sort of maybe say seduces the daughter and there's some other stuff that goes on and all that. And then it turns out that that is he, he has got his family okay because the 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 well-off guy, I can't even remember their names, he takes them to um he takes him, he says, I want to come and see your your you know your mum and that because he's told him that they're they yeah, dad's yeah, right. Yeah. And it turns yeah. out and the family's just like a normal working-class family, they come in, oh yeah, come in and all that, and he goes, He's he's really polite. The uh, the toff. He's the really tough. really polite. But afterwards, when they Jacob come Maloney. back, he's like he's like that's really bad, mate. You told me you've been lying to me and all that. Yeah. And then there's there's some other stuff that happens and gradually, I can't really say without without spoiling it too much. But oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this was an intriguing film. This is one I want Sharon to watch because I would love Sharon. I think Sharon. I don't know. You might hate it, but I've got a feeling. If you get a chance to see this, I would love you to see it and have your take on it, because I think it's just a thing to say about all the falseness of when people are, uh, you know, like, like the, the well-off people, shall we say, and and the hypocrisy, you know, it's just funny they're saying to this like, oh, you, you know, yeah, you can stay as long as you like, my dear, you can stay as long as you like, but I mean, if you've got the chance to go, you know, <laughs> and some great performances, some really, really great performances.
0: I've heard, I've heard a lot of um, things about Rosamund Pipe Rosamund Pipe. Rosamund Pike, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I should and, have, should have looked e. so I know the actors. Yeah. And Richard um, Egan, Richard e. Grant, the Yeah. yeah. So,
1: so they're like the parents, and they're like they're proper. I mean, I know it's going back a while. I remember. Um, I suppose that's quite poignant. Is is years ago back in my past. I went out with a, a girl. Her parents Ooh, from, lived it. From... They 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 were of that ilk. Aristocratic. Yeah, <laughs> they they were of that ilk. So yeah, her name. She was like. Oh. Anyway, she went. Funny enough, she went to school. She used to go to Sherborne School when she went to school with, with the Princess. Anne's daughter. So as sort of circles and I got invited up to their placing. So I could relate to it because I think in those circles, there is like, it's just like a, people marry because of they're the same station, and, and people of the same station sort of, you know, don't stick mix together. With the, yeah. Don't, you know, they sort of stick together, even though there's no, to me, there's it's not like there's any emotional love. It's more of a convenience because that's what you do, you know, you marry within your, your station. Well,
0: it, it, it well well i mean it's, it's, i mean i'm not part of the aristocracy, aristocracy no, means, no no right? no At you least, sure you
1: so. sure toast you sure, sure? <laughs> well, well
0: not not in this country, in this country. no 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 not in this country they tend not to let people like me in but uh <laughs> yeah but, but um but uh it, it is it is what it does seem to be like you know like you know how you used to have the royal system where people would marry because it's uh, keeping the wealth in this area it's, makes yeah, yeah 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 defi- and i, it's and, I definitely... feel, and i feel like that is still those are the vestiges of that world that still exists today and everything exactly. like that you, so, you're exactly so, right you're so, so so with with this film i was expecting that like it was going to be like a class story about this class clashing with that class and then what happens and and um and and because it's, it's directed by is written and directed by emerald Fennell, who mm. did who sounds like she's from that so that, like, that sort of yeah, thing yeah. yeah yeah because she she played um camilla parker balls the first camilla parker balls we saw on the crown and right. she directed promising young woman she di- wrote and directed promising young woman oh right okay yeah so so with, with this i figure that it's it's kind of like she's writing what she knows that's that's what mm-hmm. it comes across and it will be like a clash of the things but i also hear that towards the end it gets a little bit thrillery with, mm, so,
1: definitely
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah,
1: but, yeah um, it gets a little but i don't want to give i can't really
0: it's a difficult. Yeah, yeah, way know, without you, giving away know, it's a you, film you can't you need talk to about see. it. You can't talk about it because, it, but but essentially, there's people people with nefarious motives. Is what I've heard. Yes. yes. And uh, this and this was the film that I came the closest to going to the cinema to see oh, over the last What a shame! Two weeks. What a shame. Yeah, it was the film I came <laughs> the closest to, but then, kids. Um, yes. Yeah. So so Sean, how many stars would you give Solburn?
1: Mm, it's a tough one, yes. It's a tough one. Um, it's nearly edging towards a four, but I mm-hmm. think I it's a really really high three for me that's a really really high three i would i would but i would really love to see sharon's take on it if she does get a chance so so we'll there's a high three out. this one Pardon? him mm-hmm. we'll it was to check that out yeah i mean the acting was 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 terrific the acting was
0: terrific yeah actually i've got a friend who went to eton i might get him to watch this <laughs> yeah get him to watch it Toad. get him to watch it I'm like, oh, what, do you reckon? what do you reckon what's it like <laughs> And it won't be like, oh, yeah, that's uh, exactly uh, exactly right. Exactly, chose. <laughs> That's why. All right, cool. Now we go over to Netflix and we go over to a TV show called Bodies. Now, the premise of this is... Oh, I've is...
2: heard about this one. This Sharon, is the different timelines.
0: I was just about to say that I thought that you might like this.
2: <laughs> yeah, if I have a moment to have a television evening, I might try to check it out.
0: Yeah, I I thought that you might. So I'm going to try my best not to give you any spoilers and not yes. to put you off watching it. So it's um, so bodies. The whole idea behind this is that you have. Um, it starts off in 2023, and it starts off telling you that it's 2023, and there is a police woman who finds a body in the street. She finds a body naked in an alley, and um, it's been it it's been shot in the eye, but they, they can't find the bullets. and that body's just there. And so she's going over trying to figure out what on earth is going on with this body. And then all of a sudden, the, the show rewinds back and it goes back to 1941. And in 1941, there is this Jewish policeman who works in London who finds the same body in the same alley, but in 1941. And then he's trying to figure out, OK, what's going on with this body and everything? And why is this thing here? And, the, and somebody gives, the people give him phone calls and they tell him things like, no, you are loved. And then they give him instructions to go do certain things about moving the body from one place to another and then you realize that okay there's something that's going on here but before you can figure that out the show rewinds even further back to night to 1892 i think it is to 1892 where this time another policeman finds the same body in long harvest lane in london in exactly the same position with exactly the same markings a tattoo on one wrist um uh one eye missing no bullet being found all that kind of stuff and what you now, when you start happening is that you now start having it being cutting across these timelines as they're going through these things and trying to answer the question, why is this body in the street across these three timelines? And
2: are they aware of the other previous investigations?
0: Not to begin with.
2: No, I to say that'd be quite some police archive if they have. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 there was they, this is, case from 1950 or. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, uh, okay Sharon I think I think you might I think you might like let, okay let's put it this way there are archive scenes but there are trips to the archive scenes in this show where they're trying to figure, out, they're trying to figure out what is it with this body what's going on. and as it goes along you find out that it has something to do with a character played by Steve Graham who shows up in two different timelines with two different names and this so is intriguing
2: you, me actually I'm really I'm thinking I'm going to have to watch this
0: I think I think you would quite like it. I think you would quite like it, and it, and it's because it is an intriguing premise. It's another one that's based on a graphic novel. It's an intriguing premise. It kicks off there, and it's, it's okay. What's going to happen? How are we going to who we're going to do with all this sort of stuff, and yeah. it is and something happens at the end of the first episode, which they kind of tell you in the trailers, and they and the, you can find out what happens there, and I feel like it's a bit of a spoiler so i don't know whether to tell you but
2: tell me then because i don't even watch the trailers
0: (laughs) okay cool okay so so that happens and and now and now this is the problem because you have still got to watch it it makes it difficult for me to review it because because I'm like anything i say could could affect your could affect i can take my
2: earbuds out for five minutes or for a few minutes until you wave and then you can talk away for the benefit of our listenership and our viewership and without me but it's it for me
0: okay cool okay good good stuff good stuff i say
2: headphones are out
0: all right cool okay cool so sharon is no longer here and sure now i can tell you why i really think but no, <laughs> no, I, I think i think it's a very very intriguing premise to begin with It's a very intriguing premise as sharon says and you start watching that's why i started watching it and there's timey whimy stuff that's going on where there's things going on and because this person affects that thing in this timeline and that goes into this thing but, I think, in the end, it kind of ends up asking more questions as what, you know what happens with things that have to do with time travel that you end up with a point where you're like, "Hang on a second, but if that happened, how about that? If that happened, how about that Would't that affect that? And wouldn't that go the... And it ends up being a little too neat at the end of it, where it ends up being a little too neat. I feel like it should be a little bit messier if you've sort that out. I'm not sure because you know that there's you know there's a the, there's the back to the future model of time travel where you can change the past and therefore change your present, then there's other there's things like the 12 monkeys thing where that says, there's 12 monkeys thing that says, if something has happened, it's always going to have happened. And it has taken, a, it has taken account of the fact that you're going back in time to try and change it. So there's the 12 monkeys thing that, does, that says that. And this for a while seems like it's going with one, one time travel model. And then at one point, it seems to sort of switch to go, oh, well, we need something to change this thing. So they go to another time travel model which doesn't quite work for me towards the end and so in the end i think it starts off really strong i love the performances i love everything that they do with it then uh, after a point when they start when they start once they start explaining to you what's happening it loses a little bit of um of push and it goes down to run about three for me and it has at the end a ooh, guess what this could keep this this could still be going on come back for season three season two but I feel like they've got it to the end of the story that was probably to- told in the graphic novel, and I'm not sure that season two is going to be any good. I think season two might just be them messing about. But um, so that's it. I would give it a three out of five for, okay, for me. Okay, cool. Cool. And now we can Sharon, Come back in, <laughs> <laughs> can Come back in now. I'm back.
1: Right, yeah. I'm gonna. close, so I'm gonna I'm gonna log off and see what what's what's going on with this one. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave and all right, cool. I'll catch all right, you sure. guys later. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see you later. Um, All the best with the phone call.
1: Thanks. Well, it hasn't come. I reckon they haven't got the phone number. I'm really annoyed because it said after 4.30 so I I shall phone that number that I've got there. I've recently the thing is I've recently changed. I've switched. But anyway, um, so I'll see you later. I'll see you guys later anyway. See you
0: you later. Okay, I'll see you later. Enjoy the secret cinema screening. Thank you. (laughs) See you later. Okay, so Sharon, you can go watch bodies, and then you can go back and listen to my interview. Or to my, I can watch the whole what, thing and yeah. see what you say. See what you see. What you thought about it. So now let's go on to cinema. Final thing in cinema, Hunger Games: A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. A title that I think is stupid, but <laughs> too long. It's it's too long. It's too long, and it 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 doesn't make me want to watch the film. Let me put it that way. But go ahead. Tell me about this.
2: Yeah, this is um the. As it says, it's a Hunger Games film, but this is actually set uh, 50 years before the Hunger Games films that we know. And this is the, the going back to the the adolescence and sort of young manhood of Coriolanus Snow, who mm-hmm. becomes President Snow in this, and he's like the the big bad almost in the Hunger Games universe as we know it from yes. when we see Katniss and all the others frolicking about. And so this basically is 10 years after the war, which set all the, the different districts apart, away from each other, um, the central point, and they still have the Hunger Games, which were invented basically to punish the districts. Yes. they it, and, it's, and this goes back to how basically, where did the idea of the Hunger Games come from? Yeah and um in this 10th anniversary year Coriolanus Snow, he's in his last year impoverished by the war and in order to earn a prize um he wants to win this prize and this year for the first time they're trying to do something with the, the hunger games because people are not watching them people don't don't approve of them they think it's barbaric and it's uh, you know brutal and they can't see the point of it to keep, keep punishing the districts and so to to the games maker has decided that to make it a bit more interesting, each of the Hunger Games candidates, the, the tributes as they called, is going to have a mentor. And for okay. the first time, they're going to have mentors and they're going to choose. The one whose candidate wins the Hunger Games, they win this monetary prize. So, Coriolanus Snow has invested that, yeah, he needs his money because his, his family gives the appearance of wealth. They still live in their house. They still wear, try to wear the clothes, but they actually... Are struggling to eat they're struggling to keep themselves warm they are completely impoverished and in comes a situation where they haven't the start and they introduce the new tributes from the different districts and query elena snow is given this young tribute this young girl from district 12 yeah her name is so lucy gray baird and she is a covey which is basically she's not technically part of the district she's part of this i group, um, we think Kofi's like a derivative of Carney, where they're okay. like carnival people. They are performers, they're musicians, they're actors, and they sort of move from place to place. But since the war, they've been confined into District Vowel. Yeah. And so when she is called up, her name is called out, um, She, her her chums, who she lives with, start singing. And so she sings back because she's like a singer. Yeah. And so, she, so instantly she becomes more noticeable because she's she stands out from all the other tributes
0: right. uh, as a singer. So- She's the songbird
2: then. She's a songbird, but she also, because she is sort of lives outside of the town, she lives a bit more native, she actually has an affinity with snakes. And okay. the first time you see her, when she is called up to be go- go up to be called up, you know she, her name is called out, she drops a snake down the back of this girl in the audience and you instantly think this, you know what's all that about?" And it turns out you know that she's the daughter of the mayor. And she's been going out with Lucy Bray's ex-boyfriend. And so they think that she was set up to go to Hunger Games by this girl saying, please, Daddy, get rid of her. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she drops a snake down her back. So you've got the snakes and you've got the songbird. And then it basically goes into the Hunger Games territory. There's the, you have the games and you have Coriolanus Snow trying to sort of help her through it. Yeah. Um, but like the book, it's structured in three parts. So it's like three sections. There's the first section is about the games. Or was that the first or second section? Anyway, there's into the three sections. And you see three different parts of his life and how the events of the Hunger Games and then what happens after the Hunger Games, how it shapes the man he becomes. Because mm. you sort of... So, you know, at the beginning, you're not quite sure... Um, We know he turns into this sort of quite hardened... um, Well, he's just hardened man. He yeah. wasn't a villain or such, but he's like... Uh, He's got. There's no soft edges to him. There's no compassion to him. And you learn through the process of the film, you learn how he got that way. What turned him from being at the beginning, sort of quite idealistic, quite sort of you know friendly. He's loving and he was kind and he was willing to sort of love freely. Yeah. Um, and what turns that into this this hardened man that he becomes? So you see, it's the it's the story of the young Cornelius Snow who grew up to be Donald Sutherland.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. My big question is: Does it work?
2: For me, it did actually. Okay. I wasn't expecting it to because I would have been aware of the book because the book's been out for quite a while now. It's been out sort of like, I don't know three or four years, and I've always really, I didn't bother reading it. I thought, well, I know what happens to Coyle snow Why would I exactly invest? Why would I read five hundred <laughs> pages about someone I know what happens to him?
0: Exactly. So I was. Know, not... You know, he's going to end up being a bad guy. I mean, it's it's the yeah. origin story Why... of a bad guy. Is... <laughs> yeah.
2: So you don't what you, what's he got to show you? But um, I found it actually it made me go back and read the book. So I watched the film and then normally I do. I normally I read the book first, as you know. Yeah. But I watched the film because I was thinking I wasn't that bothered, but then yeah. I watched it and I thought actually I think this is worth reading. So I did actually go back and I read the book afterwards, and okay. it does give you some insight, and it does it is well written enough. To want you to keep going. And I think the film is constructed um, in such a way that it does make you want to keep going. It helps if you understand the, the world in which they live in. It helps if you um, are like, sympathetic to that sort of young adult romanticy type book, as it's called. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I quite liked it. And at its heart, is like a love story. But then you sort of see it, everything seems to be going swimmingly, and you're thinking, well, we know how this ends. <laughs> <laughs> he is not. <laughs> he is this, not living this, this, in District this is, Twelve.
0: <laughs> this is not good. Yeah, this is not good to help. This is not going to end well for anybody. So <laughs> it's yeah.
2: Like... But the way he handles it, it's and you see these sort of different aspects of his life. You know, and he is you know, char- again, like we said to, to compare and contrast with Napoleon. The thing about this guy is he is charismatic, and so. Yeah, yeah. He, you do root for him, and it's not he is, he's for sort of because he is—he's a good-looking guy. They also cast a good-looking guy for these sort of roles, do Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. Tom it, Blythe it work. Yeah. So if he is a good-looking guy, and he is sort of charismatic in here. But you do see there's an edge to him. You do see that there's—that uh, there is that hardcore. A, a child that has grown up in sort of deprivation and right. witnessed—they witnessed sort of like some appalling scenes during the war. But You know that that will leave a, a shadow over that that young yeah. man sort of psyche. And so you see that darkness there and you see how that darkness could have been sort of, you know, brightened by the right influences, but it could also be hardened into the man we became. So you see that moment between when someone who had potential to become a good man, a good leader, someone who could have been, you know, the salvation of um, the the capital, how some sort of dark deeds, as it were, can sort of harden that sort of. That iron core into inflexibility, and hmm. to make them what they become. So I thought it was interesting, as you saw, as an origin story, that it shapes the the man who we see later. Although so right. I thought it was um, well done.
0: How many stars did you give it?
2: I. It's almost like I want to give it two stars. I want to give it a star of a two star ratings. I want one star rating, like for my perception, and then what I think, how I think it would be received by the intended audience. So okay. I think for the. For the average person coming in cold, it's probably a solid three. It's a good entertaining film. It's not too long and it's enough in there to keep you going, even if you don't know much about The Hunger Games. It's a good story. And if you are a Hunger Games fan, I think it is probably a four-star film because it would revive that feeling of like, yes. I think sometimes when you have like four films, Three books, four films, and they divide the last film into two parts. I hate, I, your, I really
0: hate your, that. <laughs> <Your>
2: interest <laughs> does flag a bit at the end of the, and I liked it, thinking, I like these films, but even my interest is beginning to flag at this. Yeah. And then I think to me, it certainly revives that, and I'm thinking, yes, I think this fits well with those those early films that were a bit more sort of like groundbreaking. So I think, yeah, as your fan, if you're a fan, it before the Doddle. And you, and you novel, consider yourself a fan. As a fan, yeah, I enjoyed the books. I enjoyed the, the films. I think if, but coming as someone who is coming cold, I think there's still enough in this film for you to enjoy, and I think it's a solid three. But you know, for the non-Hunger Games, you know, initiates
0: that are out there. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, a, a valid effort, valid effort, Sharon. But it just, I just keep going. But he, we know he's going to be a bad guy. What? Yeah. there's, there's, well, there's just. There's not enough in there for me to actually want to watch this.
2: Yeah, because I that's why I didn't, I haven't read the books until this last week because I just thought, what is the point? What is yeah. the point? The, the, and there is it, a, wasn't there's enough a hefty, in there.
0: There's a hefty load of what is the point with this with me? Because... Yeah, but no,
2: I think it, it for me it delivered. It was worth it. it
0: yeah, worth yeah. It. All, right, all right, cool. Because because for me I feel like even though even though they say oh yeah yeah yeah. but look at this he's different at the beginning of the film and so I'm watching and going so yeah that. In my head, I feel like I know exactly what the beats are going to be to turn him from idealistic young thing to battle-hardened evil despot. <laughs> and it's, and, and, and I feel like I know what the hit bits are, and as I said, I'm time poor nowadays, I want to watch something else. But then again, not everything is supposed to be made for me. And now we go over to Netflix and Friends for the final thing we're going to talk about this week. And this is My Dad, The Bounty Hunter Season 2 now i spoke about my dad the bounty hunter season one a while back and this is a show that like, to be honest with you to be honest with you now that i have um, now that i have kids i sometimes just go into netflix and i say okay i want my kids to be represented so i just go uh, there's some shows that i found by just typing black girl into netflix to see to see what comes up <laughs> and this is one of those shows that came up when i was doing when i was doing one of those i wonder how I wonder how diverse Netflix thing is. It's a show called My Dad the Bounty Hunter, and it's based around a Black American family. And in the first season, you uh, what happens is uh, you find out that the dad, as it's called, the dad is a bounty hunter. The dad is a bounty hunter, but he's a bounty hunter with a difference. In that one day, his kids are like, "Oh no, we want to stay with the dad. The dad keeps leaving us for the." So they sneak into his boots when he's um, when he's about to drive off to a job, which he gets at the last minute. He's supposed to be hanging around. He's a string from their mom and all that, and. But to their surprise, when they're supposed to drive off in the car, the car goes vertically upwards. And when the car goes vertically upwards, they find out that their dad is a bounty hunter, but he's a space bounty hunter. And that space exists, and aliens exist, and they don't know any of about, um, about this stuff. And the whole thing about the first season is their dad trying to get them back home, and all the hijinks and the adventures that they get into before they get back home. And this, this is one of the cases of a season two, Following directly on from a season one in such a seamless fashion that I think that they must have had this entire story mapped out before they started season one. So it wasn't a case of we'll start season one. Oh, we got season two. Oh, we got to come up with the se- we're going to come up with a story now because the because season two of this could lit I mean they have to call it my dad the bounty hunter because obviously season people know that from season one, but this season could actually even be called my mom the bounty hunter. Because something happens at the end of the first season that makes the focus all about the mum, And it's like something about their mum that they never knew this whole time. And that comes to bear in the second season where their dad gets kidnapped and then their mom suits up and goes, right, we need to go get your dad. And so it's, and their mom goes off and then decides like, it, like and goes off on an adventure trying to get her husband back. Trying try to get her husband back. And I loved this show. It's like, you know, when you have you know when you have a Saturday morning cereal, like when you're growing up, like the kind of things that ended up being turned into your Star Wars and everything like that. This is almost a textbook example of that. Everything about this show I thought works better. The obvious final battle they have to get to, the way they do it, the way this different things go on, it, I thought was great. I think the performances and the characters, it's one of these shows that has kid characters that you can... Are the right kind of annoying like they're not annoying to the viewer but you can see that this is coming from something to do with their parents and they'll be annoying to their parents and all that and there's there's a line that the mom gives where she just goes i'm living my nightmare and it's just the delivery <laughs> of it in and the, and the moment it is and it's just it's just so well done and the big thing about this is oh okay first of all they've gone with a black family a black american family but then they go to a they go to a planet, and I can only describe this planet as an African planet. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to a planet, and everything in this, but it is, it is so coded from Africa. It is so it is almost kind of like you know Wakanda in space, kind of which which I think I think and I do think that probably this this show wouldn't exist if Black Panther hadn't happened. So there's all these things, but I actually feel and you know. You've heard me complain about Black Panther and heard me complain about the fact that yes, it's sort of like mix and matches and remixes Africa and all that kind yep. of stuff. But a lot of the people that it's doing it for is for the Black Americans and like there isn't really that much um, African representation. And I think that they they redress that balance in this show and this show I think does it better than Black Panther. <laughs> in, that, in, in that I was going, oh my god, look at that! Oh my god, oh yeah, oh yeah, that accent is spot on. Who did that voice? And <laughs> that was just me jumping around looking at all these different things. And I loved it. You are never going to watch it because it's animated. I know that. But but I think that the mix between the characters, the way they go, the whole thing, they they do a whole bunch of sci-fi tropes. Like the mom had a secret past life that nobody really knew about. So she has to go back and she has to make this contact with this person from her past life who's really annoyed at her because they went away from her. Those are all tropes that you have in these sort of sci-fi stories. But it's just done so well here. And, it, oh, uh, I... I love this. If anybody has, if anybody has kids, the kids do not have to be black. It's cool. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> has kids, this is something that I think you could watch with your kids, and both of you would enjoy. Which is what I have been doing over the last yeah. couple of. Uh, the, the
2: best animation does that, though, doesn't it? It does. It is multi layered. It isn't just a straightforward. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I have been doing. I have been making a thing of trying to avoid the Peppa Pigs, trying to avoid and trying yeah. to find things that I can watch and my kids can also watch which is getting more and more difficult. But there are some things, and my dad, the bounty hunter, is something that I think you can totally watch with your kids. It's great. It's fun. They are so... There's jokes in there that only the parents will get. There's there's a bit like... That, I mean, when you talk about tropes, there's even a bit where, obviously, the dad gets taken from Earth and gets taken to this African planet. And then he has to go through this trial of tribulation or something like that, <laughs> where he has to... And he gets put up in this in this outfit... And when the there's a bit where the mum sees the dad in the outfit and she goes, Huh, well I'm getting you out of here and we're taking whatever this is back home. <laughs> and you're yeah. like for all the parents, you're like, Okay and kids are oh, like Yeah, okay. la, 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 la. <laughs>
2: <laughs> daddy looks funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. The oh, the daddy's wearing really <laughs> tight pants. <laughs> and it's like so, yeah, so I, I, I think this is really, really good. I am so impressed with this show. I'm so impressed with, uh, I think it's, uh, oh, Everett Downing. ever Downing, who came up with the original idea of the show, and Patrick Hoffman who works with him on it. And I, I just, it, it, was, it was essentially lived with this way. I, saw, I was watching the show, and I was like, I'm enjoying this so much. I need to look up this guy. And I was like, I'm, please, let the guy who made this show be black please let it be black and yes the guy who came with the original idea is black and i'm like oh i can breathe easy i can enjoy it with a clear conscience now because because it isn't it's not so much cultural preparation but i would give my dad the bounty hunter four stars uh season two is four stars and i would say watch it it's great sure enough they want they want you to come back for a season three but you could watch this and leave it you could watch it and, and um and even though and it's not too sequel-baity. It's not to sequel-baity. I think where the story ends up and the sort of like, ooh, what's going to happen next scene makes sense based on what's been happening, um, what you've seen happen in the, in the whole show so far. Right, so that is My Dad, The Bounty Hunter Season 2. And Sharon, all that's left to do is to ask you who do you think has won this week, Netflix or cinema? I
2: think um, home viewing Netflix won it this week.
0: All right. And you would be correct. Whole viewing has won it, but by a hair, by a whisker, by an average of 3.3 stars up to the three stars of cinema. So I think um, two things, my love of my dad the Bounty Hunter Season 2 and um, your opposite of love for Napoleon. Yeah, I think the phone <laughs> sunk the cinema this week. So, so yeah, 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 sunk the cinema, this, <laughs> sunk the cinema this week. All right, thank you so much for joining us and being with us all, um, all the way to here. Uh, join us again next week. Or go, find us on online, find us on Twitter, find us on Netflix, uh, on YouTube, and Netflix via Cinema, even on YouTube, but I mean, not YouTube, even on Facebook, and Netflix via Cinema. Please do get in touch with us. Let us know what you thought about this. If you watched any of these shows and whether you agree or not about what we said. Until then, until next time when maybe, maybe I'll make it to the cinema, but I don't want to be stupid. I don't want to come up with, like, you know, dumb ideas and everything like that. Um, It's a goodbye from me.
2: And it's a goodbye from me.
0: And from Sean. And-
1: <laughs> phone, take phone. does soon like come <laughs> off, like, I was... I was just going to call them and then they phone me, so
0: it's all, it's all good. It's all good. It's all right. Yeah. So Sean, Sean, who got the phone call, Sean can say you can say a goodbye from Sean as well.
1: Uh, oh, well, you're just leaving. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just finishing. We're that's, just finishing.
0: Fine. I've, I've at least I got a chance to say goodbye. Okay. So. Yeah. I, so until until next week, when I don't, I, do you guys have plans to see anything particular next week?
1: Well, we we we've got the um unlimited screen, did not we? Oh, and I think I, I think the week after there's Godzilla Godzilla. There's a Godzilla film on, which is, which I'm probably going to see an unlimited screening of the, of the new Godzilla film. All um, oh, right, cool. And I probably will see. I don't really know what's on. I don't really know what's on. No,
2: I'm a... a bit out of the loop because I tend to... If I'm free, I'll have a look. Yeah. <laughs> but lately, someone else has called me saying, do you want to go see this? It's like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, well, as I say, maybe now I'm back, perhaps we'll start, we start having a couple of, yeah, couple yeah. of, of movie dates. yeah. So, right, Cine World, let's just have a look. Cine World 39. I'm just going to have a look, see what's on. And I'll tell you, I would tell you. So I'm going to watch Scarface. So oh, yeah. Watch it. But but I've already seen that, so I don't think we're allowed to. That's, no, that's not going to be a
0: counter, is it? No, 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 we've already seen that, yeah.
1: So we've got Napoleon Thanksgiving on. Let's have a look next week, see what's on. I'll, t- I'll hit Monday and it will be, get off, get off. So there is Wish. When's the Aquaman Napoleon...
2: thing coming out?
0: Oh,
1: oh yeah. wish, uh, wish. Be, yeah, sa- like, saving Private Ryan, but we've already seen that. That's on December the 1st. Uh,
0: looks like Autonomy of so the Four. Tron-
2: is, is it the Fifth Kingdom or Aquaman and the Fifth or the Something Kingdom?
0: Oh, Aquaman and the gosh. Lost Kingdom. Yeah.
1: So on Monday, Sharon, which is that it's Monday, time. December, that's a secret screening, number 10. And then right. I shall be watching Scarface. Uh... And I think that's until that next Thursday. That looks like it's, yeah, Godzilla minus one is Monday. So it's only going to really be.
0: uh, Well, it's a good thing. Thanksgiving. We got Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's a good thing I kept Thanksgiving to next week. And I am going to try and watch Wish. Finally, I'm going to try and watch Wish. Um, But yeah, so, but until that time. Will
1: the Little Lind be be all right with that, do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 100%. Yeah, nowadays my, my my cinema viewing is limited to a Monday, and I take my oldest daughter with me, and so that's it's right. what, whatever she can watch, that's what I watch at the cinema. That Excellent. is my life now. <laughs>
1: right.
0: So until that time, thank you ever so much for joining us. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.